I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Touchdown in the hell! Touchdown in the hell! You freak! You monster! Touchdown, the son of a bitch! All the way to hell! Oh, my God! Uncut, uncooked, and uncensored. King Kong is climbing to the Empire State Building! Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. Question, Macho Man. You're listening to the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I am your host, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And I am Doc Haas, here to fill prescriptions for you all night long. And I am the long lost, but newly found Johnny motherfucking Sparks is back. And we are the fourth wall WrestleCast. That's right, fam. The band is back together. Guess who's back? Back again. The all personalities of the fourth world wrestle cast are here to bring you your weekly dose of kayfabe consumption. So be sure to check us out right here every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to episode 29, which is the final episode found on this Wrestle Addict Radio feed, as we will be moving over to the Rant with Ant feed starting next Saturday. So please stay tuned to all of our social media for more details on how and where to find us. What social media, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Be sure to find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 4th Wallcast. That's the number 4, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. And if you enjoy the 4th Wall experience, be the brand by going to represent.com slash WrestleAddictRadio and pick up your fresh 4th Wall merch today. And last but not least, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash 4th WrestleCast where for as low as $1 a month, you will, will receive access to the exclusive 4th Wall Patreon chat. $3 and up gets you exclusive content for your kayfabe consumption, and 5 and $10 gets you all of that and so much more. So again, that's patreon.com slash 4th Wall WrestleCast. Fellas, it is so good for all of us to be here again. Smarky, it has been so long, man. We haven't all been together since our WrestleMania preview show. I know, I know. So, Smarky, our fans, our listeners have been asking, and they've been waiting for your return. So, please, how have you been, man? What's new? Dude, I bought a house. <laughs> Ooh, house <laughs> that's, party. That's been. It's my first house. It is a crazy process, and uh, there's a lot to it. And uh, I just had to take a little bit of a break to get everything ready for that. Plus, you know, end of the school year. I am a teacher, and it gets a little busy around this time. So that didn't help. (laughs) But I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, man. It is so good to have you back. Doc, how have you been since the last time you and I spoke, brother? Uh, I've been good. It's been a hectic week week myself. Just a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, behind the... uh, behind the patient room door of the doctor's office and uh i'm glad you're still stuttering get... and making no fucking sense but, uh, oh smarky's back well cool. uh, smarky you know what back. happened was uh, wow he's getting a little smarky over there right. but it's good to know that i've been able to watch a fair amount of wrestling the wrestling i've wanted to watch such as takeover and 
highlights from the independent world over the past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as much as a lot of people and Doc, you and I spoken about it as well, uh, say that WWE programming right now is not at its at its best. There is still some really good wrestling oh. out there for us to watch. So we are definitely going to discuss. Uh, NXT TakeOver 25 from this past weekend, which had probably some of the best wrestling any of us have seen in a very long time. So very excited Mm -hmm. to talk about that with you guys. But first, let's continue our conversation um, that Doc and I started over the past couple weeks about Jon Moxley, his return out to the independent scene. He made a huge debut at AEW Double or Nothing a couple weekends ago. And we talked about it last week. It's like his first match is going to be uh, for the NJPW United States Championship against one Juice Robinson. Well, we all know how that ended at this point. Dean, excuse me, not Dean Ambrose. John Moxley. I do it all. You know, I keep doing it all. It still happens. It's one of those things, you know. It's it's going to happen for a bit. It's like when, like. You know, the new year starts and, you know, you write like the and you old still year write for checks like for, the first for the last year, months of the mm-hmm. first yeah. 10 months of the new year. Right. And by the time you get used to it, it's the new fucking year again. Yep. Is that so, everybody yeah, so. or is that just me? No, that's that's definitely everyone. That's definitely everyone. Oh, OK. So anyway, but so John Moxley is now the New Japan United States champion, which Good. is awesome. And this is very reminiscent of back when Cody left WWE and made his his presence known on the indie scene. He was just winning titles in Ring of Honor, in Impact, in New Japan. I really feel like this is the route that Moxley's going to go. And Doc, you and I spoke about, you know, the lack of mainstream draw and and main stars, you know, in wrestling right now and I could really see Moxley being the one to really make that first impact. They're really – well, I think Moxley and Rhodes are really similar in the fact that, you know, the reason they left is because they lacked the creative freedom they want. And same with Jericho. You had Jericho into that boat at this point now. Mm-hmm. That's why they left, and they're showing that they're, what their creative thoughts were are, are successful, and, and, they're, and they're very good, and they're well thought out, and they're very um, particular – and there are things that WWE would stay away from, unfortunately, because of how they want to market their product. The problem is that's kind of what's popular in the industry right now. So it's you know making WWE fall behind. You're kind of seeing it more, and you know NXT kind of has it together, and NXT UK have it together. But you know you could tell why a guy like Moxley would be frustrated with the main roster just from the way. He's uh, shown himself to be a force. Why his interference at double or nothing, and then of course now winning the um, IWGP United States Championship. So huge, huge move for him. And I say I see a lot of similarities with with Cody. And Cody's a star in this industry now. He's making good money, and and he's doing all the right things. He's he's one of the top names, and he just had a five star match with his brother. So good things are happening, and you know I love. And I love and I love that it's happening outside of WWE. It's only going to make WWE better down the road once they get their shit together or once Vince dies or something. And I think that's all we really want. I mean, we're all wrestling fans, I think, because of WWE and WCW. But I think all we want is this to push WWE to go, okay, we need to change some things around here. They've kind of started. I don't know about you guys. I like the 24-7 championship. I guess it's more of a comedic thing. Not a hardcore belt, which is what we all thought when, uh, you know, Mick Foley came to the ring. But maybe they're starting to do some different things. But tell someone to push WWE to get better. And look, it's one of the good. One of the good things about the twenty four seven title is that they're putting they're featuring it on their online platforms on youtube mm-hmm. and you've seen how successful being the elite is and you've seen how successful aw has been with social media feuding and oh, this too. is wwe finally taking a step into that direction putting what's been a highly entertaining feud between jenner mahal and our truth on social media and eventually it's going to grow and other wrestlers are going to work their way into it but you know a good first step into like kind of you know finally Catching up to the times with your core fan base for WWE. I also think that, you know, it's cool. And actually, Doc, you, you're the one who actually brought this up. 
that it's actually kind of showcasing mid card and low card talent, which right. with with the way WWE is right now, there's almost no time for anyone except for your top players, right? So this is something cool that might feature some people that we don't get to see all the time unless you're at a house show. Um, I love our truth. I've always been our truth. K quick fan. So like to see him again is, is cool. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll never have a problem with him. He's had a, he's had a really strong start to 2019 without a doubt. Uh, I, I think we can all say he's been one of the stars of the mid card in 2019. Yeah. For, for someone who's up there in age, he still makes himself relevant and WWE does do a good job of still putting him in good storylines, you know, entertaining storylines. Our truth, while he is a good performer in the ring, he's also a really good sports entertainer. So, like, yeah. someone like our truth, Ron Killings, was made for WWE. Right. You know, it's funny. Like, you, you just brought up his age, and no lie, I just went online. I was like, man, I wonder how old he is. And then you just brought it up. 47. Mm-hmm. 47. Wow. That was a good brain. 47. It's a great shape. It's called being an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, real quick, Doc, when you and I first spoke about the introduction of the 24-7 title, we talked about how people were hating on the name. Uh, even myself, I did not like the presentation or the, the introduction of the new title at all. I think it was done very poorly. I think the name is terrible. But if this is one of those situations where the man makes the title. So I do like how we've already had five, maybe six title holders and uh well i almost said ron killings our truth has now held the 24 7 title five times you know if someone like elias held the 24 7 title for a few weeks you know i would be okay with that because it's going to make this title more prestigious because let's think back now like smarky said when the hardcore title was introduced it was a shitty uh a shitty title looked like they just pulled out of a garbage pail but again that that was the point <laughs> but mankind mick foley made that title because now let's, let's look at the lineage that that hardcore title had over all those years throughout the attitude era you had guys like kane jeff hardy the undertaker who all held this title at some point so even though that yes that was a lower mid-card title when you give it to someone like the undertaker people look at that title differently so I definitely think we're going to see this title make its rounds throughout the locker room on both brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see like this is a title built for someone like Elias, like you said. I mean, great segment, just having this come up behind whoever the champions at the time, just smash damn guitar over there, Ed. Yeah. The ref over there, boom, done. So I'm just doing my research while you two, you know, chit-chat. Uh, we have had 11, yes, uh, 11 title changes, uh, mostly between R-Truth and Ginger Mahal. Of course, Elias is in there. Robert Roode, everyone's going to forget about Robert Roode. He was number two. I think he had it for 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, Titus, Robert, then it, we went to this whole thing with the three uh, people we just talked about. Um, let's see. So R-Truth has five, Eli- uh, five reigns. Elias has two, Ginger Mahal two, and then Robert and Titus all have one. Um, of course, R-Truth has had it it says combined days 19 but combined days recognized by wwe is 16 because <laughs> i'm not sure what that means i have no idea what that means but you know Ty, at least titus can now say he's held a singles title in wwe <laughs> for two minutes <laughs> for, for two whole minutes <laughs> actually it's uh, <laughs> never mind no it's, no, it's designed to be it's designed to be a mayhem title so right mayhem should ensue whenever it's around that's that's what you're that's what you're pushing and you know keep pushing it and keep finding funny ways for guy and funny creative ways for guys to lose it you know and as long as you keep doing that the title will live so funny enough how many of you think that well i'm gonna call him rockstar spud but drake maverick he's gonna hold this title because he keeps chasing after our truth i actually think that they're gonna put this title on him which is great he will, but what are those papers that he's always holding? Why is he always carrying a wanted. stack of paper? They're wanted papers. He passes them out. We're like, have you seen me papers? Like the back of a milk carton with our truth's name on it. Oh, that's what those are. Okay, I had no <laughs> idea what. I just see him fucking walking with these stacks of papers. Okay, now that makes sense. But anyway, guys, let's bring this back to AEW now. So, like Doc was saying, you know, the 24 7 title is going the route that 
you know, we had agreed would be the best for it. 24-7. What is 24-7? Social media. So can WWE use this title as a platform to really help push more of this lower to mid card people, uh, wrestlers, and by using the social media platform to kind of get them more of that quote unquote airtime. Yeah, absolutely. It just has to be you know the right guys. Like I definitely think you need to get Elias involved in this picture and let him really finally like get to like maybe wrestle a little bit. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. It seems like every time he's about to wrestle, it's like he gets delayed. It's not like he can't wrestle. That's what like kind of shocks me. Like, what do you, why are you, what are you like hiding like from us? Like, there's no need to protect the guy. Right. All right. So l- let's go back to Moxley now. So now that Moxley won the NJPW US title, what's next for him? What's the next AEW preview? I know he's got a couple. He's got a couple like things. He, who is he fighting at Fight for the Fallen again? I don't uh, think Moxley uh, is booked for anything yet with uh, AEW. Oh, nonsense. He's you know he's fighting to fight for the Fallen. Hold on. This is why we had Smarky back. Smarky he's made you also going to be. Yeah, man, I'm here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm I'm going to let Doc do this one because he looks like he's hard at work. Um, he's going to be in our area, guys. We should go see him. He's going to. They're doing a an event. Oh, sorry, at, uh, Great Adventure. He's, he's facing Joey Janela at Fighter Fest. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that's not an, that's um that's yeah. not AEW. Yeah, it is. That's an AEW. Yeah, Fighter Fest. That's an AEW show. Yes, yeah, it's it an is. AEW oh. show. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck me then. All right then. Yeah, it's an well, AEW show. Yeah. It is. He's going to be Six Flags. It's going to be a great adventure next weekend. <laughs> I, I, find, I find that... that um, the poster with the his po- wife yeah. on it? Yeah, with, with his WWE-employed wife on it. Yeah, thank and you, book, yes. Book, I well, find that interesting more. that that Renee is booked for that as well. There's more. Booker T and oh, McFry, right. who I know, I know they're... they're technical legends contract so i think they can do whatever they want but right. it's really funny i'm looking at the poster now of course you know john moxley's in the middle and then you have their their champion jt dunn who mm-hmm. looks like somebody you'd see on a seaside boardwalk but i'm sure he's a great guy uh, they, the, uh what promotions hosting this uh northeast wrestling northeast wrestling. uh new mm-hmm. uh so then you have renee above renee is the boogeyman oh that's right i did see him i forgot about then that. then booker t then mcfoley and then enzo and Cass. oh that's right uh, no no not enzo oh, yeah. and Cass. that's enzo and kaz xl what the fuck ever anytime xl is in your name you suck you, you know isn't it funny how after those two made such a big to do and made quote-unquote headlines wrestlemania weekend at the g1 supercard we haven't spoken about them or heard about them since that weekend. Yeah. That was almost two months ago. Jack yeah. Shit. Yeah. They've done, done nothing to capitalize shit. on that. Yeah. Where's that social media presence? Guys. Yo. $200 to super VIP meet and greet with all superstars. Otherwise, John Moxley, uh, photo op and autograph is $80. Everyone else, for the most part, is twenty or thirty dollars. Do you get like a? Uh, do you get to see the the actual wrestling for free if you just go to Great Adventure that day? No, the way no, you have to have a ticket. Um, it's like a, a discounted forty dollar ticket. So it's a forty dollar ticket. Wait, so you have to buy a Great Adventure ticket and then another forty dollar ticket. Hold on, I'm reading this. This is actually quite confusing. Okay. Dude, so, we should just go the dude. We should just go drive down Reed Road, up. man. Just just drive down Reed Road and just sneak in like through the back and try to just avoid all the safari animals. So thirty nine, yeah, so, <laughs> forty bucks to get into park. So, that's some South Jersey shit, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, no, no! You can go. You can go to Great Adventure and go to the event. Admission, general admission, seating to the event is free with paid parking. If you want ringside, it's twenty five bucks. Shit. Next and Saturday? W- w- when is this? Next Saturday. Next Saturday. I can't go. I have a start? gig. I'm gigging, guys. I don't, I don't think I am, Smarky. What time does it start? Uh, guys, I'm going to see Dave Matthews' band. 
Nice. Of course you are. That doesn't for the ninety fourth time. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hey, uh, oh, man. hey, fans. So that you know, this Marky is the world's biggest Dave Matthews fan. No, he not- has he has seen the band one hundred and thirty six <laughs> times, and he's actually felt Dave Matthews' right testicle in his hand. <laughs> Left. Left. Oh, did, oh. did you notice the increase though? First it was like the ninety-sixth time to the hundred and whatever the hell you said, thirty-fourth time. <laughs> oh man. Hey anyway, baby. Come on, hey fabe. <laughs> all right, before we get too off topic, let's go back to Moxley real quick. So obviously, as we already agreed, uh Doc, you mentioned the comparisons between Moxley and Jericho and Cody, how Vince McMahon and WWE were holding holding them back. Now with Moxley's shoot promo on Jericho's podcast and then the post-match promo he cut after defeating Juice Robinson, we are seeing a side of Moxley that, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I never saw Moxley before, the CZW Moxley pre-WWE. I've never seen him before. I've heard about him. But now we're starting to see that side of Moxley where he is just so much more comfortable either in the ring and also behind the mic. Uh, this is going to open up so many doors for him. Do you think companies like Impact or Ring of Honor are going to try and get their hands on him at some point? I don't know if they're going to be able to like afford to get their hands on him at this point. I feel like NJPW and AEW are just working with a bigger budget. They're bigger promotions. Mm-hmm. You know, they're running shows in arenas and stadiums, and you know, Impact and ROH are. Still running shows in smaller venues, you know, with all due respect to those guys. Those guys work really hard. I just don't know if the money's there to get in to get a Moxley. And, and, you know, does Moxley really need to do that right now? I don't think he needs impact or ROH right now. I think what he's doing is is what he needs to be doing. That's taking rando independent dates, you know, Same such thing as a Northeast wrestling guys. show. Yeah, right. I mean, Cody, but Cody worked ROH, too. I don't think Cody ever worked impact be- he did. before age. He did. He, he did? did for a he short did. while. For a short while, okay. No one stays in impact long. No, and, um, and hold on, John. And the only reason that Cody worked uh, Ring of Honor was because of the partnership that Ring of Honor New Japan had. Because pretty right. much all the Bullet exactly. Club, all of the elite, they were on Ring of Honor. I think that was right. really the only reason why he was in ROH. But don't forget, right. he was ROH champion. Yes, he was. But that's a pose. But that was, like you said, it was a part of the cross promotion that he was right. ROH champion. No matter how you look at it. Gentlemen, I have breaking news. I just need to uh, break in here real quick. Uh, a tweet from Bill Goldberg. Oh, God. Knocked myself out and thought I could finish. Love my fans, but let you down. I'm telling you, the match was ended early. Everyone else found that out. Pleasure. Hope you're happy. Dan. For those, for those of you in um, the land of the fam, we are recording this after Super Showdown on Friday night, and Smarky is the only one Smarky enough to actually have watched Super Showdown so far. It's only because um, I'm a apparently, high teacher. Apparently, apparently Goldberg and Taker was a train wreck, right? Oh, it was as as my um, Facebook friend Ryan Maher, great comedian. I probably said his last name wrong. Said it was an abomination. Well, yeah. and that's why we didn't watch Super Showdown, and we focused on things like John Moxley this week. Mm-hmm. Because his United States title match with Juice, with Juice Robinson was an absolutely oh, awesome so good. match so and a good. great way for him to it was it's the character development that match showed the character development he has wanted to do with WWE that WWE does not let him do because for some reason Vince McMahon has forgotten that character development is the most important thing to a wrestler's longevity. But but has he? I'm sorry. Yes. Um, give me a second. I need to pull up my pants and do the muscle man <laughs> dance. I'm so glad you said that, Smarky. So listen, fam, we're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to do the muscle man dance. What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning Mance Chapel inviting you to join me every Monday morning for the gift of podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is the Gift of Podcast. So, are your pants up? No, hold on. Never up. 
But we have to have our pants up in order to do the muscle man dance. <laughs> oh my god. This is the only thing that's worth watching in right. WWE main roster wrestling right now. It's the only thing. Guys, this is character development. This is what I was talking about. Has he forgotten or is he just getting old and only doing it with certain people? Because the Fire High Funhouse is character development or subliminal messages. I mean, it could be that. But think about it. This is a character developing. We haven't even seen him wrestle yet. Right. But now the best part about about the Firefly Funhouse is that you know Vince McMahon has no hand in in, in creative with this at all. I really th- I Think feel so? like they're giving they're giving Bray Wyatt um a, a lot of leeway with this creatively. It, no Vince, you're not a genius. Ooh. And yeah, you, well, the rumor is this is Bray's gimmick. It's his idea. It obviously, was signed off by him. I have a feeling. I have, I have two worries about this gimmick. One, well, I guess this isn't a worry. This is more of just a thought, an observation. I wonder if Vince just looks at this as some silly mid card gimmick and said, "Whatever, do what you got to do." I got three hours of TV to fill on Mondays. Meanwhile, it's the most entertaining thing that's going on. And two, or we doomed to see this go the route of like, you know, Mon Island, Ice Z, you know, Zack Ryder in his prime in 2011, where he went and got over on something Vince probably thought was garbage and then got pretty much punished for it for getting big without Vince's permission. I don't think so, because back then nobody really knew Zack Ryder. They did, but not like not like Bray Wyatt. There's a lot more substance behind the Bray Wyatt character. Like, let's look at this week's episode alone. So obviously, Bray Wyatt is not your stereotypical Vince McMahon mold, right? For the wrestlers that that we all know he he loves, right? So we all know when, when Bray Wyatt was first introduced as Husky Harris as a member of the, of Nexus, which was a very odd. Odd pairing. Anyway, he was an overweight at the time wrestler, right? So now let's look at this week's episode. You have the fucking pig, Huskus, the pig. Hmm, I wonder I wonder where he got that name from. So then he goes into this whole muscle man dance and he's wearing the Wyatt gym shirt. I mean, we all said it from day one. Wyatt has definitely lost some weight and gotten into better shape. Also... CFO's best work to date. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Great music, boys. Keep that shit up. And it's funny, keep Doc. You were just saying this last week too about how fucking theme music has been so has been terrible. I I hate you know I hate I hate butt metal and new metal and shitty hip hop and that's like pretty much what like CFO's gives us. Mm-hmm. So oh well, man. So again, now like like Smarky said, the subliminal messages. So he's doing the muscle man dance and then. The Satan form of Vince McMahon shows up uh, behind the front door of the funhouse, which I thought was fucking hysterical and well done. And like, like you I said, you don't shape up. If, if Vince McMahon is putting fun. his stamp of approval on this, then he has to have a sense of humor because he has to know that's fucking hysterical. But hold on, it's what he makes you, he's telling, you. He's telling it's the story. It's what makes you you. And it may it makes you wonder: Is this really what Bray Wyatt or what's his real name, Wyndham Rotunda? Wyndham Rotunda. You know, is this really what Wyndham went through? Two last names as a name, right? (laughs) But is this really what he went through from his days of Husky Harris till now? You know, so again, development. Wait, are you are you are you saying that this is possibly an exaggerated version of his real self? What makes the best professional wrestlers the best professional wrestlers? They're exaggerated versions of their real self. <gasps> could, yeah, could have thought how be, novel of a fucking idea that would be. Could he be working himself into a shoot? Mm, I don't think so. I think we're past that. I really do. I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. So, we, so wait, where wait, do you see on, this explain, going? Explain more. Yeah. What do you mean work himself into a shoot? Give me, give me more. Like Go deeper with that. Well, obviously, when when the Firefly Funhouse first started, we were we no one knew what to expect of this, but every episode every week gets more and more real, more and more into the story behind Wyndham Rotunda, you know, especially this week. He's 
he's going back and he's referencing his original gimmick as Husky Harris. He's referencing the fact that maybe in Vince's eyes, he was an overweight wrestler and now he comes back in much better shape. He's definitely worked out. This whole thing, again, if, if Vince has no creative control over this, could Wyndham be be just just shooting from the hip right now and just saying what what was on his mind and it's they're al- really making this into something sorry it's almost as if like we're his psychiatrist like the audience and the little kids mm-hmm. like are serving as like his Ooh. shrinks you know which is a really unique take on character development and you know once again and i'm not saying vince is definitely putting a stamp of approval on it just from what i have read from you know just various dirt sheets at times is that this is all Wyndham rotunda's gimmick this is all bray wyatt's gimmick it's his idea and there wasn't anyone else and he's doing it himself why haven't we even talked about all the subliminal messages about how it goes dark for like a split second. Well, that's that, what makes that, this work. That's what plays. That's what plays into the psychiatrist. If you go, yes. if you were to go see a shrink, it's not all that like, you're talking about your thoughts and your innermost feelings. It could usually, usually it gets dark. Usually you don't go to a shrink if your thoughts aren't getting dark. You know, those, those, those people who have like, or nothing but happy thoughts. Don't go to fucking shrinks. At least I want. that's normally they're having. But I, I think this entire thing, every week, first of all, as I want to say, I love that every week is a new episode. I love how they're not repeating the same thing week after week. Right. So I love that we're seeing something new every single week. But I think ever since the first episode, ever since the first vignette of just the fucking, um, what the hell's his name? The the buzzard. I forget, I forget what they call his name. Uh, I, I forgot his name. That too, yeah. But ever since we saw the very first vignette of him, him popping out of the box and then coughing up the smoke, there's been subliminal messages ever since that. I think it was Mercy, Mercy the Buzzard. That's it. I think. That's it. Ever since then, there's been subliminal messages. And I referenced that back when we first started talking about it, going back to Bray Wyatt's tweets, how Merce, in his tweets, he referred to a Dr. Mercy or as as this like psychiatrist doctor or something that he was seeing which helped him and then the first episode that he was involved he had the gloves that said heal and hurt so there's been some right. messages ever since ever since Absolutely. the first episode Bones, i'm so sorry but is this dr mercy you're talking about does he have the first name of waylon waylon oh. mercy wow that just fucking blew my mind because we all all agree that there was a lot of whale and mercy in the old Bray Wyatt, the cult leader Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That yeah. just fucking blew my mind. I, I have another take on this, and I want to bring it back to the Vince McMahon puppet cameo. Obviously, all the critique in the wrestling world has been, or the, all the... On the negative critique, at least in the wrestling movies, has been really going towards Vince McMahon, especially since the Moxley interview. What if this is in some way Vince starting to kind of play along and buy into it, and, and we're really planting the seeds of an eventual feud between Triple H and Vince for the company? But Triple H's people are the NXT guys he's brought up, the Bray Wyatts, the, the Samoa. But no, like it's no, 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 no. Trip. It's so Triple Nexus. H. No, 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 no. It's Triple H using his NXT guys. Think the, the, the Nexus were. I mean, that's that's not as much. I don't associate the Nexus with Triple H as much as I as much as much as I associate the crop of NXT guys now and the most recent call ups with Triple H. They feel like Triple H's boys. What if they, you know, and I include Bray Wyatt in that, take over. You know, are part of the takeover of Vince McMahon. You know, and what if this is like planting the seeds of that? Like, part one of Bray's enemies is Vince, and maybe he's working for him, and a lot of others are working for Triple H. Because eventually, I mean, if the ratings gonna be that bad, one way they can try to turn around and just play into it and really make some. If there's a time for an invasion, or there's a time for some sort of and. NXT like invasion. The time is now. I feel but maybe they're playing the seeds for it. Am I thinking too much into this? 
I don't think you're thinking too much in, into it, but I just don't feel like Bray Wyatt is the person. Bro, I don't think Bray Wyatt's the guy to be the one to 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 lead this. It has to be someone that's fresh. Oh no, fresh no. out of NXT. I almost feel like this, this is fresh. Yeah, this, this is the character thing is they fresh, going. but he's been out of NXT for years. Like, what what, if, when did he yeah, get but, called up? Yeah, but he reinvented himself in Triple H's NXT. He reinvented himself in Triple H's NXT. And and what if, at the end of the day, what if Bray is like one of the leaders of Trip, and then once Trip wins the company, Bray turns on Trip? That's huge for his development. Huge. Huge. We all agree that Bray Wyatt could be easily could be a main eventer. He is a main event level talent, and he's even improved his look. You know, his build to put put himself there. Well, he's shown that he could be a main event talent when he was our WWE champion for a few short months. He just should have never been in a feud with Randy Orton. That, that's my take on that. But we're not going to get into that. So when does he return to the ring finally? Like he was was he he wasn't in the royal in the battle royal tonight, was he? Smarky? No, he hasn't even debuted yet. Okay, I didn't know if he debuts out. Okay. Terrible. They would have done that. So when does he debut? When does he wrestle again? I have an interesting take on that. So Bray Wyatt always ends off his Firefly Funhouse vignettes with let me in, right? Just let me in. Let's think of um, Aleister Black's promos lately, talking about come knock on my door. Come oh. come fight me. Oh. Are they Bro. talking to each other? In like creepy, cryptic, subliminal ways, Right. What if what if there a yin and yang thing going on? I think there's a lot of ways that that can go, but that's after Bro. I didn't watch all of SmackDown, but I did see the Alistair Black promo, and I definitely after I heard him say, "You know, come knock on my door" or "come come to my door," however the hell he worded it, it made me think of Bray Wyatt. Just let me in. Hmm. I, I could see that, like I could, I could see, like I could see that working. That's like a; those are two, like not a hundred percent similar styles, but two things that could work really well in a storyline, whether they're a unit or they're opponents with each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, because they have to do something with Alistair Black soon. Because don't forget, before WrestleMania, he was on TV every week. Obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, in a tag team with Ricochet. But ever since the brand split or the shake-up, whatever you want to call it, Alistair has not been on TV oh. at all. They're only showing these backstage promos. But I think that could be very interesting to pair these two up. I don't think that's the impact Bray Wyatt should make when he first makes a return. Like I had mentioned to Doc that when Bray Wyatt was, was doing the painting, on a few episodes of Fire, ago on Firefly Funhouse, and yes. he, he made a picture of a burning house with someone, a girl or female in the window. The female represented Sister Abigail. And who yeah. burned down the house? Who burned down the Wyatt compound? Randy Orton. I think it would make more sense for him to come back and take out Randy Orton and maybe write Orton off TV for a while and then go into another feud from there. Why? Would you write Orton off TV right now? Why not? It would it, to make Wyatt look strong on his re, upon his return. Yeah, but uh, Orton's kind of hot right now, man. Yeah, Orton is hot, and and they don't just, they don't have a lot of people who are hot right now. You're right. He okay. He's hot, but he could afford to be off TV for a while and maybe have him uh, do the uh, switch brands and go to Raw. I think Orton needs to be on Raw at this point. He's been on SmackDown uh, since the draft. Uh, uh, all right, I'll, I'll take a writing off, write off a writing off a brand. I'll understand, but not keeping him off TV. Not off TV. No, nah, just maybe yeah, write him off yeah, the yeah, brand yeah. for a while and then have him okay. appear on Raw. Now yeah, they like have that. The fucking that, the wild card. I get, it, I get. I can get into that a little bit more. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! And then you could even have the wild card roll. And he can come back and fight. You know, Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Right. Yeah, but I definitely think that Alistair Black uh, thing could be really interesting if if they are talking to each other in like some kind of weird cryptic way. That'd be crazy. Absolutely. Now you blew my mind. <laughs> See that? I enjoyed it. Right, well, 
this is fun and exciting with Wyatt, and we've been saying every week we just can't fucking wait. Now it's like we're we're seething at the mouth, waiting for Wyatt to fucking show up on TV and see where right. this goes. Right, that's that's where right, I want to leave TV. it. I'm actually exci- I'm actually excited for his debut. Yeah, like that's where I want to leave it. That's and he is so, a great wrestler. There might not be much I, it, that's exciting right now in WWE, but that's this is one of them. That's one thing they're doing right. I just hope that we're not getting our hopes up too much for us to be really let down upon his return. I, I don't mm-hmm. think so, especially if Wyndham has has the creative control that he has right now. Maybe he has creative control on his storyline as well, not just his promos. Well, and if that's, that's the case, scary thing. then let's go. Once, Full steam once, ahead. Well, once he gets to TV, is he still going to get that? That's, the, that's what you have to hope and pray for. Right. Right. I think we but, do that to every wrestler. We have that, that's the unfortunate thing. Every wrestler on the main roster, but if you look at the black and yellow brand, there's a lot of good shit happening over there. And that is yeah. a brand that really knows how to tell stories and Better really shit. grow their wrestlers. So, Not fellas. Fucking clinics for wrestling matches. Right? So, guys, let, let's take a quick break. And when we come back. Let's talk about TakeOver 25 and talk about some of the most amazing matches we've seen uh, probably this year so far and maybe some potential match of the year candidates. So, fam, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What is going on, everybody? This is your resident Universal Royalty King, Ricky Rosé, speaking. And if you like what you're listening to right now, I want to invite you guys to check out my wrestling show, The Kings of the Rings Podcast, coming out with a new episode each and every Friday right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. You don't want to miss it. So, guys, I'm back, right? That means oh, I get to talk about NXT. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. God. Can someone turn his mic off? You guys are going to complain. Why do I keep getting texts from you guys? Yo, when are you coming back? When are you going to come do a show? Smarky, where are you? We need somebody to boo. Whatever. Well, boo. we're going to talk about the best boo. brand. It's black and yellow. Boo. Oh, that's no, Don't boo that. NXT rules. You just booed NXT, motherfucker. I did not just boo NXT, fuckface. <laughs> yes, I fucking miss you guys. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so check this out. NXT 25, I thought it was a great card. Stacked, for the most uh, part. I, I'm really upset Keith Lee was in the first match, but I get it. There was, It's a stacked card. Someone's got to go first, dude. Well, and they yep. also have to they have to uh, record a couple dark matches to air on the... On the uh, the following week's yeah, episode, man. anyway, of NXT. You're getting TV, but, you're getting TV but, quality dark matches. But... But... But Kona Reeves? Someone's got to kick Kona Reeves' ass. Well, here's my take on Keith Lee. Keith Lee would have had a really good feud with Dijak. But unfortunately, Keith Lee got injured first. And and then Dijak got injured. And then when he returns, Dijak gets injured. So now now Dijak's on the shelf. So unfortunately, Keith Lee is probably still nursing his injury. So he has to work his way back up. I don't know why Kona Reeves still has a contract because that fucking guy is just a waste of talent. I would have rather have seen Keith Lee face Eric Bugenhagen than fucking... Um... <laughs> Ooh, that was good. Thanks. Then, then have him face Kona Reeves. I agree. Um, I mean, as long as Kona Reeves is losing, I don't give a fuck if he's on my TV screen. As long as he's losing. I just... <sighs> There's too many that characters kid, that, like that, his. That, that dude, Kona Reeves needs to rethink like his life decisions. I'm just gonna be real about it. But like, there ain't nothing you're doing that's like setting you apart from the rest, man. You're a pretty boy, and, and this is not a pretty boy. We're not go. We're not entering into a pretty boy era of professional wrestling. Nope. And it's not like he's doing something unique like Tyler Breeze. He's who is the man? Yeah, and who had. An awesome match with the Dream, with the Velveteen Dream. Let's which, jump to that. Some of some some of some of Dream's finest work, especially the post-match stuff. I mean, he was just freaking so entertaining the other night. He's the, he might he might be the most entertaining wrestler in NXT. So I I agree. I think Velveteen Dream is 
Well, he's already got the rocket strap on. They just haven't ignited it yet. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's so young. There's no reason to put a rocket strap on him. He's like 12. There's like no reason to do that. (laughs) That's close. Can we talk about Pat Breeze? I think a lot of us, I mean, smart or, smart or not, like a lot of us were upset about Tyler Breeze being, you know, regulated back down to NXT. But if you think about it, it was a great move. Yeah. He's kind of doing the Bray Wyatt thing. Like, you know, he's going back down. And he's kind of reshaping his gimmick a little bit. That, he's but reshaping, reshaping is one thing. I think it's a wrestling style thing. Because there is a different yes. wrestling style between NXT and WWE. Well, and, and that this is was why the- NXT should just have its own TV show and be its own show on like actual TV. Yeah. Hire us, Vince. But that was that was the best match I've seen Tyler Breeze in in a really long time. Agreed. A very long time. What a fucking what a match, man. His offense was great. You know, I really think that we would have seen more out of Breeze. I mean, Breeze got injured in that match. It that, may not have been bad, but he was bleeding from the ear. So something yeah, had to have happened because you noticed he definitely slowed down physically, but he fucking made it through, man, and he pushed all the way to the end. And he was in there for at least another, I want to say, eight minutes. But there was blood gushing out of his ear. So yeah. I give that dude a lot of credit. And you know what? Do you guys think now this is the end of Tyler Breeze in NXT? Was this a one-off? Is he going to go back no. to the main roster and be a jobber? Or is he no, going to I don't be think so on NXT now. I think he's going to be on NXT, and he's going to, you know, maybe like like we've been saying all along, maybe NXT just becomes its own thing, and the Undisputed Era and Johnny Gargano and Tyler Breeze and the Velveteen Dream carry that ship. And Matt just Riddle keep and carrying Keith Lee. the ship. Right, of course, and Riddle and the only Forgotten there's, there's plenty of talent. Plenty of, y'all, Forgotten Sons, dude, don't even joke, dude. Forgotten Sons showed Deep me color, something. color, dude. That. Dude, yeah, dude, they finally. showed me something. Not uh, all three of them, man. All yeah. three of them. Even oh, Gunner's I've always been like a Gunner hot, fan. Man. I've always yeah, been a Gunner. Even Gunner spot was freaking. What the hell does he call himself? Uh, Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. Yeah, yeah. Jackson I, I, I keep calling him Gunner, and I know oh. I shouldn't. But like, even his spot, dude. They showed me something that match. They told some. They they did a great job, I think, with like pushing the story in that tag team match forward and keeping it interesting. They were not afterthoughts. That was a fun match. And I love that the Street Profits went over. Yeah, I, I love that entire tag team match. P- a lot of people think it was too too much of a spot fest. I no, agree. It was a all. spot fest, no. but it was done right. The pacing yes. was done right. right. It wasn't right. too flashy. It was fl- it was just it had just enough flash. And also, look at the four teams. You had four teams that were very similar in style, very similar in build. There wasn't any one particular person that did like all the high high flying flippy shit. Okay, yeah, you had oh, Montez Ford. No, Montez. Did some, yeah, Montez. But yeah. you didn't have like your your ricochets of of the match. And also you didn't have besides Jackson Riker making his little interference, there was no real big giants in the match. So I appreciated what all four of those of those teams did. I mean, and those guys took some fucking lumps, man. Look at Kyle O'Reilly's back. Holy shit, his back Whoa. got torn up, man. Yeah, Yo. he's I I think he's not he's one of them's not fighting for a bit, right? One of them's out for a bit. Is well, it O'Reilly? Bobby Fish had his fucking arm in a, in a sling Fish, after Fish, the end of the match. Fish, Fish is the, that's right. Fish is the one. That sucks, man. I love Bobby Fish, man. But that's well, not, I mean, not the second time he's sucks been, he's for the undisputed era, and it sucks for the undisputed era just because of how you know Adam Cole wins the title, and now one of their guys is hurt. So it's like you know, it somewhat stalls the momentum. But I mean, talk about just how many guys like there was a lot of a lot of those guys came out of NXT. Uh, take over 25 nicked up like yeah. a lot of those guys were banged up and i really think they went out there with a purpose after double or nothing yep i i think they went out there to say like, hey wwe has the guns to hang with aew just give us the chance right yeah but let me ask you guys this now for the tag team match what do you guys think about the war raiders vacating their titles and then just not being – they should have defended those titles oh, in that match. I'm with you so much, man. That was so lame. It, it would be no one thing if they – It would be one thing if they vacated the titles and then we saw them on Raw every week after that. But we haven't seen them since they vacated the titles. You know why? Because they're probably revamping and re- restructuring that gimmick as the Viking Raiders. 
and they're going to make them more Viking than ever before. I, I just also think that the main roster doesn't know what the fuck to do with tag teams right now. Which is fucking terrible, man. Because there's terrible. talented tag teams, and they just don't know what the fuck to do. Yep. I, I want I want to touch on that real quick because I was thinking about this. There are some amazing tag teams in the world of wrestling right now. We have the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, Gorillas of Destiny, LAX. Can I stop you? Can I yeah, stop go ahead. you for a second? Let me go back to the Young Bucks. How did the Young Bucks promote themselves and how have they gotten themselves to be the biggest tag team in the world? Social media YouTube. and fighting Social everywhere. Social media, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not going to put the tag teams on TV, give them, like, a Facebook show like they do for the Mixed Match Challenge. Give right. them, like, a YouTube show. Give them some sort of, not network online, like, free online show so people can actually go watch it on their own time. Not a main event or on one of these shows that's hidden on the fucking network. Like, on an actual, big, legit streaming outlet. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just glad that there are tag teams out there that are still keeping tag team wrestling prominent. I just hope that WWE figures it out at some point. NXT showed that they could do that with who they have on their roster right now. Yeah, look, they they just re, they pretty much reloaded NXT's tag division. Like that yeah. Fatal Four Way showed that the tag division in NXT is just fine. Yeah. It is. I had on my. I NXT, was worried. On- on I was both worried. NXT brands, on yeah. both NXT brands, the, the tag division is just one because it's being booked smart. Triple H is understanding what smart book is and doing it. Yeah, but you know we we still got to give credit to like Albert. We got to give credit to who else is down there? Michael Cole, I think is is in Gorilla with them now. Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels in Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean. You know it's Triple H's show. You know Triple H is the Vince McMahon of NXT, and he's booking smart. Like he's uh, he's understanding what his fan base is and kicking ass with it. W the main roster. Once they get to the main roster, they just need to do a better job of hyping some of these NXT guys. They need to start showing some NXT like highlights, maybe on Raw and SmackDown. Yes, you know, yes. maybe Agreed. show like when an NXT when when like we just had. Johnny Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, okay? And I'm going to just talk about, you know, five-star matches real quick, like Meltzer five-star world. According to him, and he's been ranking matches for years, you know, those Cole and Gargano's matches are the two greatest matches in WWE history. And not once have they been mentioned on WWE television. Yeah. Are you referring to their two out of three falls match as well? Yeah, both of those matches were five see, star plus I, I matches. I disagree. I did. I. I don't know. It was a good match, but I didn't think that two out of three falls match was that great. I think it's, their match this past weekend blew I, that under I agree the water, with man. you. I do agree. I think the match this past weekend was a much better match. Absolutely, but I do think you know you. I can I can give the two out of three match five stars. But like yeah, not, I it's couldn't. like at the, it's like the lowest a five star match could be for me. Whereas I, I think this one really just knocked it out of the park. This takeover twenty five match. I mean, just one Adam Cole did it by himself. I loved that Adam Cole did it by himself, and he used cool heel psychological tactics. Like he made Johnny Gargano think undisputed era was coming. He outsmarted Johnny Gargano. That was Adam Cole at his absolute finest. So let me ask you this. Undisputed Era never came out to help Adam Cole, and he beat Gargano on his own. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roddy Strong all lost their matches. Does Adam Cole still stick with Undisputed Era? Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely not. We've we've started to see the breakup of it with Roddy and uh, Adam Cole a couple weeks ago. I know they mended it storyline-wise. Not now. You can't do it now. I think there needs to. I think this could still simmer for a year at the very least well, before you think about case, breaking up Undisputed Era. If that's the case, Undisputed Era has to do what they said they were going to do at the beginning of this year, and they need to win all the gold. So, you know what? Yeah. Put O'Reilly and Fish, or maybe O'Reilly and Strong at this point, if Fish is out and injured again, back in the tag, in the tag, uh, the fucking tag scene, and have them win the tag titles, and then have Roddy Strong. 
being some kind of fatal four-way match with Matt Riddle, Tyler Breeze, and Dream for the North American title and have Roddy mm-hmm. Strong carry the mid-card title. Give them all the gold. And then let them realize their full NWO potential and take over the main roster. There we go. Yo. And you know what? And at that point, you could add people to that. Add Kevin Owens, who is already really good friends with those guys. Add Sami Zayn to that group. You can make that a faction. Triple H is their manager. There you go. You oh. could have Triple H's team, uh, faction versus Shane McMahon's faction, which will then lead to Shane McMahon versus Triple H at WrestleMania 36. And you also Book just Vince. booked your and you just booked your Survivor Series main event. Yeah, too. There yeah, you go. definitely Survivor Series as well. Yeah, there it is. So I mean, I, 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 with Fox, listen, the Fox deal's coming, and they're gonna have to create some bang. Mm-hmm. You know, when Fox when it starts on Fox, and I can't think of a better way to create a bang right now than. The guy who, like, the owner of the company, the guy who's, owned the, who's been with the company since 1971, owned the company since the early 80s, being challenged by his whole, f- by, his, by, his st- by, his, by his son-in-law who married into the family just to take it from him. The story writes itself. But you know who else made a bang? Io Shirai. She fucking yes. really showed her true colors. Yes, and she did. I have read and heard a lot of mixed reviews on the unsportsmanlike conduct Io Shirai showed after losing to Shayna Baszler. I thought it was great. I loved seeing that side, that aggression that we needed to see out of the women's division. I I I thought that was a great match also. It was a good match. It was the the weakest Shayna Baszler ever looked, which is awesome. It was believable. And tell me about, do you guys like losing? I don't like losing. I get pissed when I lose. She got pissed that she lost. Yeah. She got pissed that she lost. She got pissed that Shayna couldn't fight her on her own without without her, you know, her shitty wrestling friends. And she fucking took it out on her afterwards. Yeah. So, Smarky, where, where does Shayna go after this? I think Shayna's reign is probably on its way to being over. Um, I think there's going to be a rematch with Io. But I really think, and I mean, stop me if I'm wrong here, that Io might not be the one to win the title. I'm with you. You see maybe a a triple threat at TakeOver Toronto? Maybe, or Mia gets in there somewhere and wins it from behind Io. Yes, I think Mia is going to be the next NXT Women's Champion. I think they see something in Mia. Not saying they don't see something in Io. But I think someone like Mia Yim could be the one to hold that title for a while. Mia's got attitude. Remember we talked about attitude a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and how like some What's you see more attitude, add more attitude on the WWE roster. Not like I know I'm talking, you know, it sounds like I'm talking attitude era, but just tougher, just more realistic badasses, and that's what Mia Yim is. And Io Shirai showed she's got that deep down inside her. I wonder if you're going to see a darker Io now. Kind of like when Gargano was getting a little dark there during his Tommaso feud. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of Tommaso, I know I read a report that he's doing better, but he's still going to be out for a while, you know, obviously to recoup from his neck injury. And I did read that Triple H tried to get Champa involved in this takeover just to still have him prominent, maybe if it was even mm-hmm. on commentary or something. So I would expect to see Champa back on NXT TV soon, just not in a ring yet. Uh, yeah, major surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a major surgery. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him again until like Rumble ish time. I mean, yeah. w- do you even bring him back to NXT when he's done? Do you just kind of let his NXT career right off into the sunset? And he debuts at the Rumble on the main roster. You see, I'm I'm going to say yes because God, right now, not. so everyone's thinking, okay, Johnny Gargano wins the title, loses it in his first defense. So what does Gargano go? Is Gargano going to get called up? I don't think they should. I think, like Doc, like you mentioned earlier, NXT needs to be an official third brand and let guys like Champa and Cole and Gargano run that brand. They're going to get lost in the shuffle on the main roster. I, I, I think Champa is a main roster gimmick, and I think you can put him on the main roster. And if, like, you know, I look at it as if Daniel Bryan get over on the main roster with his gimmicks. 
I think Champa can also. I think he has a main, a true main run. I think Velveteen Dream is a main roster gimmick too. Yeah. But I think those other guys you were talking about, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, uh, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, like Dijak. those are dudes. Dijak, those are guys that need their NXT. I'm calling them NXT gimmicks because I think the NXT fan base would respond better to them. And I think the mainstream WWE fan base, I don't think they're ready for those guys yet, for That's lack of a better term. They don't do a good enough job on the main roster of putting over people in NXT. That's why when people get called up, the fucking crowd is silent because they don't know who any of these people are. Dude, I saw that Smarky is showing us a meme that Matt Riddle posted on Instagram where it's Matt Riddle's head over Batman and <laughs> Goldberg's head over Robin, and he's being slapped by Batman. And there I has quote. been some social <laughs> media quote. heat between Riddle and Goldberg. And I quote, Awesome job, bro. You are, you're already bleeding, and the match hasn't even started. Oh, yeah, he does have a cut on his head. Um, when he walks out, I think he hit his head on the door, you know, before we open a door to the right. security guards. That shit it's over in Saudi Arabia, man. That's how you get over Jesus. in Jeddah. I also now, think he bladed. Now, let's talk about Matt Riddle's match against Roddy Strong. That was my match of the night. I would honestly what? put that up get there. The oh, yes. that was yes. No. Come at me, bro. Get that was my match of the night. Uh, Cole Gargano. Cole Gargano was the match of the year in WWE Cole so far. Cole was great, but my match of the night was Riddle and Roddy Strong. Get the fuck out of here. That I mean, great would be match, one of dude. my match of the year contenders. That was maybe that my match num- of the year. That was maybe my number three match of the night. Three, huh? What would be your I second? Would, I, would, I take I take the tag match over that match. I don't know. I think yeah, we saw something yeah, out of both Riddle and Strong that we have not seen out of the two of them yet on NXT. While they both have put on great matches, that match really put the two of those guys in the map. And fucking Roddy Strong, first of all, is the unsung hero in that match. That dude is so underrated. Um, I think if if I think when the Undisputed Era do break up, it's going to be Roddy and Cole feuding with one another that's what makes sense to me they're they're to the start i mean yeah, all four of them are stars and mike yeah they're, they're, all four of them are stars don't get me wrong but those are the two i want to see feuding with each other one undisputed era eventually because i can see them like we said it's already started the seed's been planning for the power struggle um they're just two of the most talented wrestlers in the world they really are and i said adam cole had the finest moment of his career at NXT TakeOver 25. And you're fucking telling me that Roddy Strong and Matt Riddle was the match of the night? No. Nah. I fucking loved it. Mm. Loved it. Mm. I mean, you can like it, but it was not match of the night. Not no. exact. Yeah, you can like the match. You can like the match. That's allowed. I mean, I'm not saying that Cole and, it and Gargano better, was not and it a wasn't great better match. Than, you know, it wasn't better than Velveteen and Tyler Breeze either. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. You're out of your mind. No. It was not. Honestly, I would if you I had to the rank them, I would put Riddle and Strong, Cole and Gargano, the ladder match, EO and Baszler, and then probably I'm sorry, Breeze and Dream and then EO and Baszler. Wow. Dude, if I could if I could reach through this screen and bitch smack the fucking shit out of you, I would right now because that's how <laughs> I come at feel. me, bro. Dude. Bro. King no Ricky, way. can you please bitch smack bones for me? At at Jeff's barbecue tomorrow. This long <laughs> island's too far, and I can't go. <laughs> I gotta work. That's a long ass drive. Love you, man. Hey, man. Happy birthday. Can't make it. But King Ricky, I need you to please bitch smack bones for me, because that's some bullshit right there. How could you possibly say, dude? That Cole Gargano match is one of the greatest matches in WWE's history. I, the, I never the whole said fucking it's not. promotion. And you're so you're telling me that. That Strong and Riddle is one of the best matches in WWE's history. The whole fucking promotion. I'm saying of that night, that was my favorite match. That's all I said. Dude, you sound like a fucking a dying cow just now. 
because I'm dying listening to this bullshit coming out your mouth. Oh my god. All right, fam. Before all, this right, gets out of hand, NX, our NXT czar says I'm right. Right, Sparky? Yeah, I hate to say it, but it is. Hey, that's fine. I like that we disagree. So let's agree to disagree. <laughs> that's what makes this fun and interesting. Okay. All right, fam. Well, before this gets too out of hand, that's all the time we have for today. So, again, if this is your first time tuning in, I am JC Bones, and I am accompanied by my good brothers, Johnny Smarks and the good doctor, Doc Haas. Please follow us on Twitter at FourthWallCast, at JC Bones, at Dr. Haas, 4WC, at Johnny Smarks a lot. Be the brand. Go to represent.com and search for Wrestle Addict Radio and pick up your fresh Fourth Wall merch today. And then always join the fam at patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Don't forget to stay tuned to all of our social media for all the updates for the new and improved Wrestle Addict Radio on where to find us, how to find us, and also where on social media follow us as well for all news and updates. So with that being said, guys, this has been a great night. Smarky, I hate you, but I love you, and it's good to have you back. Doc, I love when we disagree. I can't wait for next week's episode. I so can't fam, wait till you, you come to your senses and you realize that I'm fucking right. Well, I came to my senses, riddle and strong, match of the night. Your with that being said, you're on fucking crack. With that being said, if you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestlecast. Goodbye and good night. And as always, thank you. For keeping wrestling real. Tuna Muscle Man dance. Yo, women's World Cup starts this week, man. Yo, USA. Doc, pull up your damn pants, bro. Tuna Muscle Man dance. Just pieces. Yeah.